Broadcasting from behind the Second Amendment Iron Curtain in the shadows of the New York City skyline, this is Gun For Hire Radio, the voice of one million New Jersey gun owners, with your hosts, Sandy Berardi and Master Firearms Trainer, Anthony Calandra. Live from the land that freedom forgot, the Second Amendment broadcast in the nation. Welcome to it, and happy Thanksgiving weekend. I hope everybody's over their uh, carbohydrate-induced coma. I never do that. I don't. I, I used to. I don't do it anymore. Yeah. I had I had one plate of awesome food out here in Indiana, and that was enough for me. I, I did have uh, two two uh, pieces of pie. I had a banana cream pie and I had apple pie. Good so for you. Gonna, That's pretty yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. you know, I, could, I I was indecisive which one I should have. So, <laughs> well, have them both. Why not? Exactly. Yeah. Life is short. Absolutely. And then you so, die. Correct. So I got this email from Dr. Uh, Gerard Optoff, who's obviously on our StandStrong.biz. He's one of our uh, mental health professionals. Yep. Should you need on StandStrong.biz. And this, this got me thinking because a tragedy struck very close to home at, with the Gun for Hire family just a few days before Thanksgiving. And it's weird how, how life, you know, can turn on a dime and, you know, we should unwrap every day like a, like a new gift because we never know what, what faces us. But this, uh, this was from Dr. Optoff, and uh, it's, it's pretty interesting. It was written by a psychology professor at UC Davis, Robert Emmons. And that I, we should be grateful every day. We should have an attitude of gratitude. And by having a positive attitude of gratitude, it can provide many health benefits. And some of the health benefits by having a positive attitude and being uh, grateful is it, people that have this attitude tend to take better care of themselves mentally and physically. Uh, people that uh, have the attitude of gratitude engage in protective uh, health and maintenance, going to the gym, eating right, et cetera, et cetera. We also get regular exercise, eat a healthier diet, tend to have improved mental alertness, which is important for us gun people, right? Sandy, you yeah. want to have more improved mental alertness, you know, that, that would situational help. awareness, <laughs> is, yeah, you know. Right. <clears throat> also, if you have this attitude of gratitude, you'll feel happier every day. And it's been, it's been medically proven that people that have that power of positive thinking also have a stronger immune system. Mm -hmm. We're also more optimistic about the future, and it helps us cope with daily challenges uh, better. So everybody out there should reflect. Look around you. You have a roof over your head. You're paying your bills. Your kids are healthy, et cetera, et cetera. Don't get caught in the 24-hour news cycle. Life can turn on a dime. Does our government hate us? Yes, of course they hate us. Do they do everything against us? Of course they do. Is it ever going to change? No. Probably not. Can we hold the line a little bit? Can we fight together and not attack each other? Yeah. I mean, unless you're on Reddit, right? <laughs> Turkey meatloaf was the most popular meal posted on Reddit. Oh. It was mo mom's favorite recipe by all of them. It was turkey meatloaf, yes. Oh. So so listen to this. So I'm, I'm flying out to Indiana with Tracy, and the night before I'm flying out, we have, we have qual scheduled all night, and all my instructors, you know, are PTC certified. Most of them are retired cops or active. And uh, I go in the restroom. And Jimmy Weston is in there, retired police officer, and he's washing his hands, and he's like, I, I got to leave early. My wife is sick. She's going to the hospital. Uh, she has a high fever. I said, is everything all right? Do you need anything? He goes, no, 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 everything will be fine. Everything will be fine. I said, okay, so that's about 6 o'clock at night. Around 10 o'clock at night, uh, Tony Arena, the director of training at Gun for Hire, sends an email out that Jimmy Weston's wife had passed. Wow. And I don't know all the details yet, but 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 Deborah was 58 years old, Sandy. Yeah, and uh, they had the 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 she leaves behind her daughter Shannon, who who I met numerous times. I met his wife as well, and uh, yeah, obviously, uh, Jimmy's devastated. They've been they've been married 32 years. Yeah, and uh, one child, and obviously he hasn't been in, but we have some communication with him. But you see how life can turn on a dime. Absolutely. You know, 32 years of marriage and gets a phone call and the next minute uh, she's gone. So my, my, my thoughts, prayers, uh, 
condolences go out to Jimmy Weston. Uh, a lot of you who qualify with us know, know him as the, the big uh, burly Irish guy, and he does a lot of the use of force and training. Doesn't have much of a filter, uh, like the rest of <laughs> like us. Like the rest of just, us. Just, yeah. Like the rest of us. Just, just a great guy. So, again, my condolences to the Weston family, Jimmy and his daughter Shannon, because, um, again, wow, count your blessings, everybody out there, and, and just have that power of positive thinking please it's it's just so important especially in this season people get wrapped up in the commercial aspect of the holidays i got to spend money i don't have i have to go shopping i have to fight someone over a parking spot you know there's just so so many negativities out there and of course the media loves that because they all want us to focus on the negative stuff and not the positive stuff but just take time to reflect, maybe hug your uh, loved ones a little harder and remember to tell them you love them when you're walking out the door because it may be the last time you see them. And that's pretty much my somber uh, message. Uh, talk about being proud of your staff. We had a undercover woman, Amy Klein, who wrote an opinion piece for CNN. She came to gun for hire. I don't know. Uh, the article came out uh, Wednesday, November twenty second, and uh, she came uh, she came to the to the range and took some lessons with a, a, a religious person, and she wrote about her whole experience. And not once did she say redneck or hillbilly <laughs> or uh, white supremacist or uh, flannel shirt or camouflage or summer teeth or anything, you know. And, uh, you know, if you go on Reddit, you'll see positives and negative posts about it. But overall, Sandy, you read the article. How, I did. Tell me your feelings overall as someone who's not a, a, an owner of a gun range. Well, from the standpoint of where it came from, which was an extremely liberal, um, mili uh, one might say militantly liberal mm -hmm. um, journalist for a very, very left-leaning uh, publication, it was fantastic. You know, she was kind of a little offended by the poster outside of the smiling woman and her daughter, mm. you know, because uh, it said America's number one family gun range, right? <clears throat> Inside filing multi-page safety forms, different groups gathered around long black tables. The tables are white. Uh, and, you, and you're not in a strip mall. And she says, I'm in a strip mall. I am the mall. You are the mall. Gun for hire is the mall. <laughs> It's so freaking big that it looks like a strip mall. <laughs> yeah. She she wrote a uh, yarmulke wearing group of Jews, a family of with two teenage boys, an older couple who might have been on a date and a group of shaved head headed tattooed, tattooed white, white men. men. What is she what is she trying to <laughs> yeah, employ? Yeah, exactly, it? right. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. And uh, you know, at first she couldn't do it. She said her hands were 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 shaking. Her instructor, Yoshi, said fear is good, uh, you know, but she went through all the steps, loading and unloading the gun and everything five times, and then she finally shot a Glock. Her hands shook, not only because of the unnerving noise around me. Some guys in the Army cried themselves to sleep every night because of the sounds of gunshot. Keaton recalled. I don't even know what she's talking about. But, but overall, she's still against guns, but she wants to learn how to use a gun to defend herself and, and her family uh, after the attacks uh, on October 7th, which is interesting. You know, and she wrote, I do not know what it means to be a liberal Jew in America anymore. I don't know what it means to be against gun violence or against people who have guns or just having uh, play dates at houses with people who own guns. All right. So she's against all of that. Obviously, she can't have play dates or anything. But you know, uh, she so in the end, she's not going to get a gun, but she may invest in a stun gun, mace, or pepper spray. Well, if you live in New York, uh, Amy, you can't have a stun gun. Mace or pepper spray is limited to three quarters of an ounce, just so you know. Uh, bad guys can carry 20 ounces if they want, so because the rules aren't that good. But, but here's, what I, yeah. here's what I want to say How many ranges in this country would have fared that well? With Ooh. an undercover ultra liberal, yeah. I cannot be yeah. prouder of my staff. No Absolutely. one knew this woman, right? Right. I mean, other than the shaved head, tattooed white men, right. you know, uh, comments she made, there was no other negativities in there, right? 
which which I thought was was phenomenal. So again, kudos to my staff and everybody out there listening. The ranges you you your members are, or if there's any range owners listening to the show, make sure you step up. You want you want to welcome everybody. It's a big tent, and the more the merrier. And have, to have a woman like this come in. And have one negative comment and have a woman like this come in and have CNN run her opinion piece mm-hmm. without knocking us gun crazies. This is a huge win. I told my staff, I'm like, brace up. There's a lot of people in the New York metropolitan area that read CNN like it's the Bible. Yeah, absolutely. And they're going to be coming in to check our place out now, knowing that we're not going to take them out behind a dumpster and beat them up. Right. <laughs> Or what we'll give them? We're all going to give them all atomic wedgies. Yeah, right. Every everyone that we disagree with politically, we're going to give them atomic wedgies and push them back out in the parking lot. And it was but, okay because uh, her friend was a liberal gun owner, and she met all liberal gun owners from Long Island. I, you know, I think there's something for us, especially as trainers, to really understand here, and it's something that you and I have talked about for years and years and years. The first experience to firearms ownership or usage or whatever should not be handing a person a firearm and say, go ahead, fire it. It, That should be the final part of it. The safety portion should come first. The education of the the firearm should come first to alleviate a lot of that stress and strain and, and nervousness and get them familiar with what's going on before you take them into the range. And I think that would have had a much better experience. But, you know, again, they go to a person who they know to go and teach. Show me how to use a gun. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, show me how to fly that jet aircraft over there. And and the and instructor kept referencing, well, that's how they do it in the Israeli military. Or right. But we're not in the Israeli yeah, military. Exactly right. Yeah. yeah if I had, if I had, if I had gotten her to train her, it would have been a much different perspective. Yes, exactly. <clears throat> but but still, there would have been comments she would have been made about me too because she doesn't align with, with my views or anything. But you mm-hmm. know what? Listen, uh, it's a huge win. Yeah. I consider it a huge win to have that. You know, Just the undercover. Even as a neutral. Correct. You know, and gun ownership is going through the roof right now. And it's interesting that our government you know, is is any way possible trying to figure out ways to take away our guns, gun ownership rights, et cetera, et cetera. Yet these polls have been being done. I just I just read a poll from the uh, National Post, Sandy, and um, new gun owners are on the rise across the board. Nick's checks broke records in October again, like well, during COVID. Yeah. And, and people are getting guns. People are taking responsibility for their own safety. Uh, because they don't trust the government, you know. The only one that's against us is that Rutgers University uh, gun violence policy <laughs> yeah, research. Well. Phil, Phil Murphy's uh, <laughs> Phil Murphy's uh, private uh, yeah. anti-gun uh, uh, clearinghouse or yeah, whatever exactly, it is. But yeah. but people do not trust the government. They do not trust the government to keep them safe. They do not trust the government against terrorist attacks or anything. Yet the government is continually making us less safe and trying to take our our right to self-protect ourselves away. Yes, exactly the way it is in Cloward and Piven. Again, we go back to that 15 years ago we were talking about this. And this is not by happenstance. This is by plan to create chaos to make you feel unsafe, to let you have to be dependent 100% on the government where they control your food, they control your health care, they control your safety and well-being, and they control your housing. Correct. You know, uh, 63% of people in a Gallup poll said that crime is extremely or a very serious problem in the United States. Yeah. 63%. Yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of anti-gun liberals in that number of yes. 63%. As as evidenced by that article. <clears throat> Correct. And you know it's funny um this the the, the Rutgers uh, propaganda arm of Phil Murphy says that their surveys uh, estimate that about 40% of the people that say they don't own, gu- own guns actually do own guns. And that's the truth because I would not tell a Rutgers <laughs> poll that I own guns if they called me. I'd be, I'd be answering the survey with the sounds of the gunshots behind me in the range. I'd be on Going my phone, what? right? And they'd be, psh, psh. no, I don't own a gun. No, I'm anti-gun. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
get this. I'm from the government, and we want to ask you if you own guns. Get out of here. Yeah, exactly right. You, you know, so people are afraid. People see crime going up. We see all the illegals. We see the revolving door criminal justice system here. People are arming up and getting their own guns, whether it's Jews, it's Muslims, it's Catholics, it's and you know, it's atheists, what whatever the hell it is, you know, gays, et cetera, et cetera. You're seeing more and more of it, and you're gonna continue to see more and more of it. People are tired of this. It, it's incredible. So we've seen a huge uptick, obviously, uh, since October seventh. Uh, like we do every time there's tragedies out there. And, and you know, it's, it's a double-edged sword for me. You, know, you want to be happy that business is up, but you're unfortunate of the premise of why business is up, right? So you have to, you're threading a needle here. But overall, it's a big tent. Let's get the people in. Let's get let's educate them. I have people coming in and they want to just buy a gun with their driver's license. And I'm like, no, you need an FID card. And they're like, what's that? Yeah. Uh, I had one gentleman tell me because we wouldn't sell him a gun that he wanted to know where the gun uh, shows were because he was going to buy a gun using the gun show loophole. <laughs> Knock so, yourself out. So I, I, to, I, I told him that, yeah, I told him that we don't, they don't allow gun shows in New Jersey. And he's like, why? I'm like, because New Jersey's anti-gun. I said, you have to go uh, to New, New uh, to Pennsylvania. They have gun shows there. You can Google it and look online. And he's like, okay, thank you. And he left. And I'm, I said to one of my guys, I think it was Stavro in the gun store, I said, he'll be back in about a week. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> They 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 wouldn't they wouldn't sell me a gun. Yeah, <coughs> and they wanted they, to they have me transfer me it over to you <laughs> because of the loophole. The they loophole. wouldn't sell me a gun. There's that gun show loophole. The, yeah, yeah, you know, uh, and it's it's interesting. Mike Candido sent an article um, that he from Insider New Jersey <coughs> that sixty years after JFK's murder. You know, uh, gun ownership uh, and guns, guns are still winning. Like, in other words, like they're trying to tie JFK's oh. assassination with we should be banning all guns. Oh, we should maybe ban the CIA, I would put, if we uh, want to get to JFK's no. murder. I you guess. know what I mean? So, so Mike Candido wrote, which is great. Mike Candido's on StandStrong.biz, by the way, also. It's a Jay Moore mechanical uh, company, HVAC and everything. They did our whole whole range. Uh, at the time of JFK's assassination, most, if not all, New Jersey high schools had shooting clubs. Yep. There were zero school shootings in those days. Yep. Lee Harvey Oswald, the man who shot JFK, was able to buy his rifle through the mail with no background check or paperwork, a common practice in those days. You could buy guns at Sears or most hardware stores and sporting goods stores. Yep. Since JFK, RFK, and MLK's assassinations, there have been literally thousands of anti-gun laws passed. And along with all those laws restricting firearms purchases, we now have school shootings, mass shootings, drive-by shootings, etc. Clearly, it's not the guns. It's the people. Let's focus on the real problem, which is not the tool. Mike, uh, very, very well written. Uh, I, I love him. He's a great guy. So listen to this. In 1979, I walked into Sears. Uh, Sears. I walked into Kmart in Belleville, which uh -huh. is now closed. I bought a Mossberg 500 pump-action shotgun. That's right. For about, mine. I think yep. it was $79. The guns were behind the counter. They weren't locked. Yep. I asked the salesperson if I could see one. He showed it to me. It had a lighter wood stock. I paid $79. I grabbed two boxes of shells. I looked around. The guy wasn't in the sporting goods area. And I walked up to the front of the store and I bought two boxes of shells with the gun in the Mossberg box. I could have taken the gun out of the box and loaded it and created havoc or something. But back in the days, things like that happened. Right. They tricked us to have guns and crime wasn't the problem. So, Mike, I, I commend you for that article. It's not the guns. Something else has changed drastically. Also, you know, I'm not a doctor, but I think, and I'd like to have Dr. Optoff, Dr. Pirelli's view on this. How much has our society seen a, a rise in uh, crime and homelessness since we closed all of the mental health facilities? Uh, Sandy, do you have any... You have any comment on that? I know that's not your your wheelhouse, but just tell me some of your thoughts on no, that. No, but from a public health standpoint, I can comment on it. And the fact is that it just right after that happened, all it was a total rise in there because at least the people who were uh, look, they weren't the best places in the world, but 
people got medication, people got care, they got food, they got they were they got housing, they were taken care of, and they were treated from a, a, a mental health standpoint. To to turn people out into the street uh, for a feel good reason had sweeping unintended consequences, well unintended to them, but to the average person who knows absolutely nothing about it. They would look at it and say, well, where are these people going to go? And how are they going to get their medications? And how are they going to get... There was no support mechanism that was given for these people. And they were just turned loose. And, and if you are incapable of functioning in a, uh, an, in a normal society because oh, you've got maybe paranoid schizophrenia or some other disease or just some physical disease in addition to the mental disease... Um, how is it that that is a better, more human, um, humanitarian approach? And and let's let's all discuss. Modern medicine has come a long way. Absolutely. And the problem with with mental health issues with people not in a facility is, we all know that once men, most mental health patients once they start feeling better from the meds, what do they do? They go off their meds. It's the same they thing. They go off the meds. It's the same non-compliance as people with high blood pressure <laughs> or people with diabetes or people with virtually every other chronic disease. Once they start feeling better, they, they, they just drop their meds and lie to their doctor, of course. And, and then it goes right back. So it's, a, it's just a vicious circle. Absolutely. And that's how we end up with people on the streets. So it, it would behoove us to, we should, we should concentrate on it. It would also help lessen the strain on the prisons because many people with mental health problems end up committing crimes or being charged with crimes like loitering yes. or, or, or whatever yes. else, you know, shoplifting or whatever. In the long run, you know, the hundreds of billions we spend on dealing with these people out on the street, we would probably spend one-tenth of that if we had them in facilities where they could be cared for. Yeah, or supervised areas that were not shelters. <clears throat> I mean, the shelters are the worst places. They're yeah. ridden with crime, the drugs, problems, and everything else. A lot of self-medication goes on in, in uh, situations where you don't have uh, proper care. People are going to self-medicate. They're going to do it with either booze or dr or illegal drugs. And and there's the you have look go to Kensington, go to any city, and you will see the result of what the liberal mindset has done to society. You know, I agree a hundred percent. It's not the gun; it is the people. Something we've said this over and over again. Something terrible has happened to society since 1950. Uh, yeah, what and it's a, it's not one thing. No, it's a combination of things. Yes, exactly. And and again, we I talked about this uh, at Thanksgiving uh, dinner yesterday. Was you know we have uh, it's almost like the Roman Empire where everything is taken care of in our country now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we fabricate problems. Like yes. in third world countries, kids are waiting for where they're going to get their next meal, if they could get a pair of shoes and clean drinking water. Yep. They're not worrying about how they identify or how yep. someone misgendered them yep. or, or dead named them or whatever like that. Those problems are created later on after, you know, what's it, uh, Pavlov's the theory, not, 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 the Maslow's, the, <laughs> ma, 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 Maslow's, uh, hi, what's it, Maslow's? Uh, theory of the hierarchy of Hierarchy, humans. you know, you know the, the bottom of the pyramid is basic food and shelter. Yeah. Then at the top, I want to be loved. They need to be, yep. you know, loved Love or whatever. Yep. You know, our, we've peaked at the top of that pyramid, and now it's like, okay, what can we create? Except the, the, the top create? of that pyramid is self-actualization, where you have to live outside of yourself for the benefit of others, and that is not happening no. in, a, in a society that has to take a, an effing selfie of, of 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 them and their fucking peanut butter sandwich. <laughs> like I'm supposed to care that you're eating an omelet. And, I, yeah. and you think somehow that I do care that you're eating an omelet at Starbucks or wherever the hell you are. I don't care. No one cares. What's in that omelet, by the way? What's in that omelet? Yeah, I need to know. <laughs> I need to know, yeah. You know, uh, so that's we've created these, these problems. And then obviously the media, uh, you know, the 24-hour news cycle has crushed people because, uh, again, fan or not, during, when Trump 
was the president, every 24 hours, every hour, you were told the world is going to end today because of Trump. <laughs> and true. that puts a lot of pressure yeah. on people. Yeah. Right? And then people came the pandemic. But a lot of pressure. The pandemic, yeah. yeah. The, the pandemic. Yeah. Two year lockdown. What could possibly go wrong? Shutting well, an economy yeah. down for two years. What could possibly go wrong? Uh, but yeah, so this coupled, again, that's why we have to have that feeling of gratitude. And, and we have to kind of get back to basics. I got to tell you something. I spent a whole day. I've I actually I've spent the whole time I've been here in Indiana uh, with my stripped phone, right? My, my flip phone. I don't have yeah. any social media on it or anything. So I get back to the hotel. I have my iPad. I could read the news. I could check social media posts and stuff. It's 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 everybody should try it. Uh, you know, they have apps out there where you can shut your phone off from social media stuff and everything, and you can set it where it can't be undone. Like you could say from 8, 8 in the morning till 10 at night, you can't check any social media stuff, and you can't even override it, you know. But but we need to, we need to get back to engaging in people. I had like uh, eight conversations with people that I've only met in passing at a house there was about 22 people in the house and it was refreshing i had conversations with 82 year olds i had i had conversations with how old's riley nine you know what you know what she did to me she's nine years old this this is great this this is great uh, you gotta love a kid like this so i did i couldn't decide what if i wanted which pie so i got um a banana cream and apple pie and i'm walking and i walk past the kids table and this rat bastard goes those are two big pieces uncle anthony <laughs> that's pretty good that's, that's bad. Really good. That bad yeah 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 that's that's yeah she got me good so uh i, I so i yelled to her i said you're out of the will <laughs> <laughs> but <clears throat> it's nice to engage with people and not look down at your phones you know and it's, it's sad. It, I mean, you know me. I don't. I absolutely don't even bother with social media or the news or anything else. In fact, what, what's your expression for me? I'm a cave troll, right? But um, he's, Sandy is a cave troll. Yes, it's, it's very true. And living where I live now, and you know, have been <coughs> traveling around the country looking for a new place to set roots and whatnot. And we've been staying six, seven months in different places. And most of the time, it's been in the South. And I can tell you that the lifestyle there, it is a stark difference. You know, when we came up from Alabama to back into New Jersey, it's a completely different world. The people we meet uh, on a daily basis where we are right now stop and have discussions with you. They talk to you. You can be standing in line at the post office and have a 20-minute discussion with somebody. It just, you can't be in a rush because people don't, the, the, the local people, and there, there's fewer and fewer of them, but the local people there don't, um, don't rush through life. They care about other people, deeply care about other people. If there's someone stopped on the side of the road who has a flat tire, you'll find five or six men stopping to help. It, it's just the way it is. You'll, you'll get the same up here, but they're to rob you, not help yeah, you. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> they're stripping the other tires while you're going. Exactly. But it's just, it's, uh, you know, it's not everywhere. But I do think that one of the biggest problems we have here is the disease of the city. You know, you go out to eat here and you, and you look around. Even husband and wife or couples just sitting there, each on their own cell phones, scrolling through whatever the f they're scrolling through, whether it's social media or their emails. Nothing is that friggin' important. People wandering no. through stores, talking to people on the phone. Put it down. Get back to life. Like you said in your opening, it's extreme. Gratitude. Yes. It just, but be present in your own freaking life. Look around you and be thankful for the very small things. You and I have come from an area where we had nothing. And, and you know, we say that and a lot of people, oh, yeah, I was poor too. No, we had nothing. I had nothing. And Correct. we were, we didn't know it. 
No, I live in we live, I live in subsidized public housing, man. What are you kidding me? Yeah. My my mother took a bus to Annan Flag up in Bloomfield Avenue. She was a seamstress. My father drove a an appliance truck delivering appliances for Prince Range, which was before PC Richards, which means he carried stoves and refrigerators up into apartments and tenements and stuff. So yeah, we it, that's why I started delivering newspapers at twelve, and I started working in the corner deli at thirteen years old. Yeah. I, I became a, I became a provider in the house. I used yes. to give my mother money. Yes. every week me too so uh, I delivered yeah, so 2,000 papers a week not because I wanted to mm -hmm. you know I had I couldn't have been more than nine years old but my dad died and I was a provider in the house you know I was raised by my mom was a nurse my, my dad was a house painter and and he died in debt he died young too how young was your dad uh, he was in his 50s Ugh, yeah that's yeah. not easy no that's not easy. So, yeah, we have a little bit of gratitude, ladies and gentlemen, a little bit of gratitude. Remember, we're not the first tier either, so we have a, a lot of situations we have to deal with. You know that New York City Council member, uh, Ina Vernikov, she went to a uh, anti or uh, pro, I think she went to a pro Hamas rally or something, and she brought her gun with her. And she had it stuck in her waistband. And obviously <laughs> rallies and stuff in New York are just like New Jersey. And uh, it was spotted tucked in her pants, right? And she posted it everywhere that she brought this gun to this anti, uh, I think it was anti-Hamas rally or pro-Hamas. I don't, I don't know the details. All I know, she was carrying her gun in public and she was brandishing it in her waistband. So what she did was she used the defense that it was missing a spring, so the pistol was inoperable, so the prosecutor is not charging her with anything. Are you is serious? that not the ultimate first year? Yeah. Okay, what would have happened to anyone else in New York that legally owned that gun, that legally carried that gun in an illegal area? They would go to prison, state's prison, for seven to ten years. Yep, under the okay? Graves Act, yeah. Yes. Okay. So they just make up things. Oh, well, since it was inoperable, inoperable, if you brandish a fake gun, you're charged with possession right. of a firearm. Right. Okay. If you rob a convenience store with a fake gun, you will be charged. And John McConnell sent me that, by the way. The article was from Cam Edwards in Barry News. And it's, it's ludicrous that people can get away with this because they're of the political elite. And she's only a city councilwoman. It's amazing how strong, <laughs> if you're a rich, famous, are a political elite first tier right. you're above the law ladies and gentlemen above the law all of you out there listening we're going to be meeting with um assemblyman auth soon and we're going to be meeting with with my guys uh to, to mr ferrigno there who had a baby and he's been very busy trevor and uh, we're all going to be meeting with the civic stuff is going to start up again after the holidays and auth is going to be working with us uh, statewide to get more people engaged in the electoral process and get more people involved in the local government stages it's very, very important that we do that because we know statewide and federally, nothing's going to happen. Let's face it, Tammy, Tammy Faye Murphy is going to be our next U.S. Senator after Pumpkinhead <laughs> Menendez steps down. Let's face it. That's right. Let's face it. Absolutely. The, the political dynasty is set already. Now we heard that Murphy's been using um, government funds to uh, promote her uh her image and campaign. Oh, so the fix is so. the fix. The fix is in because see that's the that's the thing with these rich repulsive socialists. Like I said, the Murphy, the Tooth Dynasty, they got a taste of not <laughs> spending their own money, spending taxpayer yeah, money. Right. Right. So they won't give this up now. It's no. like, hun, this is great. Yeah. Our money's grown, and, and we've got to fly all over the world with a 12-band state police security detail, and we have our own 24-hour limo service, and we can fly private jets, et cetera, et cetera. We don't have to pay for a thing. Our money will last us, our kids, and our grandchildren forever if we stay on the public teat. They would do it and just because they're going to park anywhere. <laughs> you know? <laughs> that just I would do it for the party. Yeah, me pass. too. Absolutely sure. Imagine pulling up to a concert, Sandy, like at the garden and pulling right up to the sidewalk. You can get out and leave it running and a state trooper watch it while you, the whole time you're in there. Well, uh, look, anyway. I, I've been with you in many more <laughs> situations in many uh, different uh, uh, facilities where uh, we have had the same uh Issue. Yeah, I got I got it like that too. It's a double edged sword, though. Uh, remember, I had to deal with the crazies. Yes, right. That's right. 
But yeah, my wife and I, we have to deal with the crazies. Yeah. She could tell you stories. So, yes, on one hand, we, we, ha we, we have to deal with the crazies. On the other hand, yeah, I could. Uh, Richie was running late to catch uh, a flight uh, in Newark Airport because his son, Justin, just graduated from the Army. And uh, a friend of a friend called, may have called somebody at Port Authority, and they may have uh, VIP'd him right through to the head of the line. It happens sometimes. Anyway, uh, yeah, we, we, what are you going to do? So what's what's uh, are we up for a break? We are. Okay. So let let me do some housekeeping here. Uh, all right. So remember, if you're in New York, you need NYTAC Defense. NYTACDefense.com. Peter Tillum mentioned gun for hire. One word. It is a legal defense fund for anyone who lives anywhere in New York, and also. Uh, you have Peter on the horn should you need anything. You have a problem, carry permit problem, et cetera, et cetera. It, I mean, it's $35 a month. Uh, for as little as $15 a month, U.S. Law Shield, uslawshield.com, code word gun for hire, one word, is also a legal defense fund for the 49 other states. No one's gotten back to me yet about attorneys on retainer or anything else like that, so I can't comment on them yet. Uh, our guy, John Petrolino, who writes for Everybody Pro 2A, his book, Decoding Firearms, is available with Crime Proof, Think Like a Criminal and Beat Them at Their Own Game at Aberdeen Guns and Ammo. Go and check it out and tell, tell John we said hello. It's also available on Amazon and Kindle, same as my book. And both books are also available at Gun for Hire. And also uh, Roshana Cosby's uh, book, uh, Plantation Politics, is on sale at Gun for Hire as well. You should come in and get a copy of that. Those three books are great mandatory Christmas reads, seriously. If you want to see how the machine works at a local level, you want to read Plantation Politics. Remember, standstrong.biz. Every day we get more and more people, uh, products and businesses and services signing on. And uh, every Sunday we do Stand Strong Sundays and we send out, we showcase three uh, businesses that are part of standstrong.biz. Support those who support you. Of course, my doc, Dr. Zambatero, uh, Optimal Health Wellness NJ, Concierge Medicine. You heard the accolade last week. Uh, Optimal Health Wellness NJ is the way to go. If you're in the Scotch Plains area, obviously Zen Float Center, zenfloatcenter.com. Tell Sharon Decker, gun for hire sent ya. Save the date, October 2nd at the Tides Estate in North Helden. The Acapintis of Field of Dreams Landscaping is going to be hosting the Friends of the NRA Banquet in 2024. Make sure you're following news, number two, letter A.com, news2a.com on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and their, their webpage. Uh, very important. Should also be listening to the Varsity Firearms podcast with uh, Gun for Hire alumni John Valenti. Uh, this is a warning. You have a little more than a month to requalify under the CARE protocol. Many departments and the county prosecutors are going to be revoking permits on 1-1-2024. So please get it done. We have tons of classes listed uh, for the last, rest of November and all of December. Don't, don't get hung up, ladies and gentlemen. This, this, this is not good. We need, we need to get you out there. Let me do some letters before I do some learning. <clears throat> this, was a, this was a very nice letter from a, a, a Tova. To whom it may concern, I want to start by expressing my utmost thanks for creating a space that is clean, calm, professional, safe, etc. I enjoy my membership at Gun for Hire immensely, and the staff cannot be more helpful and professional. I attended the NRA basic pistol class in order to get to the immediate, intermediate class I was looking for, specifically the holster draw class. Bravo to you. As a Jewish woman who keeps Sabbath, uh, the Friday evening and Saturday classes are the ones I can't attend. I'm looking at the holster draw classes and the next available classes in February. Uh, uh, I spoke to Amy, who was incredibly helpful in, a, in recommending I take a private lesson. While I'm still interested in doing that, I thought it would bring up the possibility of opening up more classes that would work for the Jewish patients to keep the Sabbath. And better one will arrange other staff have been including a safe uh, learn. Look forward to hearing from you, uh, Tova. Thank you, Tova. Phoebe got in contact with her. We uh, added a, a ton more classes. We're, we're trying our best to get as many as listed. Uh, Dan Grotovic, I love this. Quick comment on the near coronation of Tammy Murphy as our next senator. First, Booker should be ecstatic, as this could, would mean that he would become the senior closet senator from new jersey that's right he's going to be senior now 
And as for the Murphy clan, it seems that the tooth tyrants crowning their dental dynasty, <laughs> if only they can extract Men Menendez, the impacted molar. Only Grotovic was right there. Yes. Happy Thanksgiving to you, Tracy, and Southern Sandy, and all of your families. Thank you, Dan. Yes, the Tooth Dynasty needs to extract the, the Molar Menendez <laughs> before they can go on. I believe it. It's a gummy situation. It's a gummy situation, I believe. Yeah. yeah. So Gun For Hire, uh, you know, has never raised membership fees. And uh, it's been that way since forever. And we, we never, we don't have a contract you sign. We don't have early cancellation fees of like $300. You can upgrade or downgrade your membership anytime and it's, and it's prorated. <clears throat> we just created a new membership. And I wanna tell you something, this is gonna be announced December 1st. I'm gonna leak it a little bit. Members pay member pricing for ports and everything. Non-members pay non-member pricing. Effective December, we are going to be implementing quietly what's known as surge pricing. On weekends and holidays, port time is going to go up like $5 uh, an hour per person, but not for members. So that's a new member perk. Is that how you would interpret it, Sandy? I would interpret it that way. We're offering another freebie for members that non-members don't get. So when the walk-ins come in on a Saturday or Sunday, they're going to pay a little bit more money. If you're a member, you're not going to pay a little bit more money. But we listen to you out there, and we now have a limited membership. We're going to cap it. I'm not going to tell you what number we're going to cap it at, but we're going to cap it. And after we cap it, we're going to create a waiting list in order by, by people waiting to upgrade their membership. So if you're a silver member and you want to upgrade to titanium, if you don't get in in the limited number, you'll go on a wait list. And because I don't want to oversell it. I don't want to do what other ranges have done and oversold. So what they did was they doubled their membership pricing and got members to quit and all come over and join Gun for Hire, which I thank them for that. But I don't want to get into a situation where I have to limit memberships. We have four ranges and 44 ports. So right now, capacity is not a problem. But the new Titanium membership, you pay zero range fee. The Reddit Ragers, there are probably one or two of them out there that are going to like it. And there'll be about 600 that don't like it. But anyway... <laughs> So you pay zero range time for the 25 and 50 yard range. You only pay $10 for each additional guest instead of 15 or $20. You have unlimited free rentals. So you can rent as many guns you want during the year, okay? So you get ports faster because you have access to the members only range. Again, unlimited free rentals, uh, which is like a $600 value. You get six free guest passes. And what a guest pass is, is so the first time you bring your significant other, the first six times, you don't pay that $10. Obviously, you get member pricing on range ammunition. You get member pricing on targets. Uh, you have priority in the queue, shorter waiting if there is a wait. Uh, you get a 10% discount on all gun for hire classes. You get a 10% discount on all firearms in the store. You get three free FFL transfers, inbound transfers, okay? All you need to do is pay the illegal $16 NICS fee. You get three handgun cleanings per year in our ultrasonic cleaner. And obviously, you get uh, discount member pricing on any gun cleaning above that. So this is the newest one we're offering and it's uh, been selling quite briskly since matt sent the mass email out and again december 1st the surge pricing is going to start which is going to make all of your memberships even more uh, uh stronger to, to that you're going to be a member so welcome to the family everybody happy holidays etc etc so i have letters but i want to talk this is important uh tis the season so in Crime Proof, Chapter 6, we talk about shopping safety. And, uh, you know, we've explored all the threats to you and your loved ones that are prevalent when outside your home, like your weekly routine. You know, but like m most Americans, most of our time is spent at work, home, and doing chores, right? So unless you're a complete shut-in, you, you, you want to go out and shop, right? And uh, a lot of people shop online now, which is good. You got to be careful of porch pirates and everything, stealing your online stuff. You also want to be careful. We talk about all the time if you buy a new 80 inch screen TV or you buy any type of Sonos or Bose sound system stuff. Those boxes shouldn't be left out on the garbage recycle day to let the criminals and your neighbors know that you just bought a lot of high tech electronic equipment like new, you know, Apple computer boxes or whatever else, because now the, the criminals know, huh, 
cut those boxes up, turn them inside out, and stick them in a larger box or something for your recycling. Don't let people know exactly what you brought into your house after the holidays, okay? When you go shopping, I like to carry my small wallet, right? I don't carry a whole big wallet. I carry my, my cash and a couple of my credit cards that I use all the time. Uh, I like to carry chump change when you go shopping. So chump change, take a $20 bill, five or six singles, and a couple of business cards or something, and keep that in your pocket so that if you do get robbed at knife point or gunpoint, you can hold that out and say, look, this is all I have, and throw it and then run screaming in a safe direction. Very important. Women should be carrying, and you see it more and more now, women, when they go out, they carry crossbody bags, Sandy, mm-hmm. uh, which I think is really important. Carry a small crossbody bag so your hands can be free, and it's over your shoulder and over your neck, not just a shoulder bag, but over your neck as well. Uh, I have com- credit cards that I only use specifically for shopping. So if there's the, th- you know, if you're, ID gets stolen uh, and, uh, you know, somebody steals your uh, your profile, they're limited to what they can they can steal from you. Make sure all your credit cards, you have alerts set up on your phone and email to make sure that you're not going to uh, someone's has theft identity or they're overcharging on your card. Uh, also, it's not a good time to be walking through a mall with your head down, uh, posting on Facebook or Instagram that you're in the mall shopping, like Sandy said. <laughs> uh, you know, every time I get off of a plane, uh, Tracy hears my frustration because I'll get in line in a Starbucks, and there'll always be someone in front of me that orders an 82-ingredient drink, and I'm waiting to just order my small black coffee uh, that I need. It, it really pisses me off. You know. Really? That's strange. <laughs> yeah. Like, I need the chai latte with the low-fat goat sea foam uh, with the uh, blah, 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 blah. Really? Cut it out. And you just ordered a 1,600-calorie drink. Is it no wonder that you're built like a linebacker? <laughs> <clears throat> when you go to a mall, try to park in a well-lit area if possible. You should go to the mall with somebody at minimum. There's power in numbers, okay? Remember where you parked. I always take a picture of the sign on where I'm parked. You know, I-6 or whatever. I take a picture of that sign. Uh, We checked into the Marriott here in Indianapolis. The first thing I did was I took a picture of uh, my room number, that little envelope they give you, and it's on my phone, so I know what room number in case in case I forget. Same thing when you go to a mega mall or something, take that picture. You know, uh, always, uh, I prefer small businesses whenever possible, but sometimes that's not possible. Sometimes you have to, to go to a mall. But use basic common sense. You know, Sandy always talks about normalcy bias, right? Uh, Use your sixth sense when you're walking. If something doesn't look right, it's probably not right, all right? When you're traveling through a mall, uh, maybe you don't want to carry the big white apple bag or you don't want to carry the bag that says Louis Vuitton. Maybe bring one of those uh, bags. Women carry all of these big bags down. Bring a generic bag with you. Like the bag that you use to go food shopping now because plastic bags are banned in New Jersey. And put the fancy schmancy bag inside that bag. You know, why do you have to show people you're carrying, you know, I don't know, what's the most expensive thing in a, in a mall, um, the most expensive store? I'm, I'm using Louis Vuitton right now, but I don't think that's the most expensive anymore. But carrying a big-ass bag like that and texting on your phone with your head down is just your predators are looking for prey. When you leave the mall, if you're alone... And because of daylight savings time, it gets dark at 4.30 now, right? If you're alone in the mall, kind of latch yourself onto other people walking out of the mall. Make sure you're not being followed. And walk with those people until the last possible minute. Your car remote should be set up where one click only unlocks the driver's side door and two clicks unlocks all the doors. If you're alone, only unlock the driver's side door. And the first thing you should do when you get in the car, I don't put, not open the trunk or anything, throw everything in the passenger seat from the driver's door, get in the car and lock the door. Then start the car up, put the car in drive, because invariably in New Jersey, 80 cars are waiting for you to move anyway, (laughs) and they will kill you if you don't pull out of that spot, right? 
Now pull out of the spot, pull out away from the parking area, and at that point you can text or call a loved one and say, hi, I'm in the car, I'm on my way home. You should be checking in with family and friends at that minute so you don't go missing, okay? Every car, now if you're going to go to a different mall, you should have the obligatory black blanket that Gun for Hire talks about all the time. Yep. You should throw that blank blanket, black blanket over your goods so that you don't come out to a smashed window. In San Francisco, they show videos of cars driving down the street, Sandy, and a guy gets out of the car, smashes the window, grabs the bags, throws them in their car, and then they pull up to the next car, and they show a video in San Francisco where like 11 cars have smashed windows in a row. <laughs> Trust me, that shit would not happen in Lower Alabama. <laughs> when you when I was I was just in a car with uh, with Tracy's nieces uh, Emmy and uh, Maddie and Emmy was driving so I'm driving with like a 21 year old or 22 year old and her sister and the first thing I noticed when we stopped driving uh, to where we were going for breakfast she stopped where she could see the tires of the car in front of her Great. and I told her I said Emmy that's that's a that's she didn't know what she was doing but I told her what she was doing I said that that's what police officers do they want to see the cars tires in front of you so if you have to pull out you don't want to get blocked in or boxed in and that's very very important when mm. you're driving always make sure you can see the tires of the cars in front of you you taught me and, that you know, it's become second nature to me now right it's second nature to me too i never pull up close to the car in front of me i always want to have an exit strategy and you know the holiday season now criminals are waiting for you to leave your house christmas or hanukkah or on the sabbath on friday night or whatever and they're going to come and rob you your house uh, because they know you're not home and they saw those garbage bags that you put outside again Sun Tzu says all war is based on deception mm -hmm. right so you want to deceive the criminals into thinking you don't have anything valuable in the house you want to have an alarm on your house if possible or at least alarm stickers you want to have cameras if possible or at least camera stickers so that the criminals rob your neighbor's house and not your house please ladies and gentlemen head on a swivel when you're done shopping make sure you're not being followed if you went and bought something in Tiffany or Cartier, there's a good chance you could be followed out of the mall. There's also a good chance you could be followed home. People have been killed in their driveways, followed home. Make sure when you pull into your driveway or pull into front of your house, sit in your car for a minute and look around. Make sure that someone didn't pull up on you. Make sure someone did not follow you. Have your phone ready for an emergency call. Have your mace ready, clipped to the visor of your car. If you're carrying a firearm, make sure it's accessible. If you get out of the cart with 30 bags, your firearm might not be accessible. Again, situational awareness, condition yellow, a heightened state of awareness is not paranoia, it's preparedness. You and your family, and you out there, whoever's the alpha male or female in the house, whoever's the sheepdog in the household, make sure you're teaching these things to your loved ones, whether it's your spouse, your significant other, your children, your extended family, just like I did with the girls and, and noted that they're, they could see the tires of the car in front of them. I also gave them 10 or 15 other tips then. I know sometimes you feel like you're preaching to the choir or you're preaching to dead space or whatever. Every little bit helps. You'd be surprised how much sticks into people's heads. It's very, very important. So I'm going to leave you with that, and I'm going to read you some letters now. Art P., Wanted to write uh, to give a PTC update. Received my PTC from Edison PD. Took 35 days from application to issuance. Sergeant Mahalik from the Firearms Department was excellent to work with. After application from the, the state, Sergeant Mahalik reached out the same day to ask me to pay the issuing department fee with information on where to make the payment. It, I think the process is very simple and professional. While 35 days is not the fastest of municipalities, I was happy with the speed and responsiveness of the Edison PD. I must tell you, Art, the Edison PD has come, has taken great strides. They used to be very, very bad. They've gone through a lot of uh, changes and flux in that department. So I also want to commend uh, the Edison PD for doing that because a right delayed is a right denied. Uh, Hello, team. Uh, happy Thanksgiving and see you tomorrow. Hopefully you'll, you took my approach and burned a ton of calories training and ate minimal for the feast. Well, I got to tell you, sir, I ate minimal. I did good. I did not train, but I did not eat a lot. 
thank you and your team members, Butch, Steve, Lou, and the staff. I see m the most, and they are incredible and truly like family. Uh, thank you for all you do for the 2A community is above and beyond. Uh, even though Florida is a huge 2A state, 2A state, you know, uh, they don't have a standout business like yours because, uh, you know, they don't. And, and it's true. I, we're, we're nuts at Gun for Hire, and I'm nuts. And, you know, and, uh, you know, uh, he goes on to list taking the basic courses and everything. Keep doing what you're doing. And if you read this on the air, don't use my name. I will not, Rafael, use your real name. You don't, <laughs> you don't, you don't have to worry about that. Uh, I love hearing all the accolades from people and, uh, uh, you know, so many people uh, send accolades to me and my team and Moosey and everybody. Larry Kay sent this huge email. Uh, he's taken multiple classes and his carry and his use of force here, and he was happy with Moosey and, and the entire team. Again, keep it clean. Keep it friendly. All of you out there listening, a lot of people are going to be getting firearms this holiday season, and kids are going to be home from the ho for the holidays Keep your guns locked up in your house, not accessible to minors or any other unauthorized people. Please, your your friends, especially if you have college-age kids, uh, they're going to bring their friends over to the house. And you may trust your kids, but you can't trust your kids' friends, uh, so to speak. And any tragedy will be is tragic, obviously, but it will be used against us and uh, in the gun community. And no one needs that. Um, so it's very important. Great gifts for this holiday season. You know, we have fire extinguishers in the gun store. We have fire blankets in the gun store. We have seatbelt cutters and window breakers in, for the car in the gun store. Uh, o spray and stun guns as well. We have the uh, Berna system that shoots that uh, pepper ball at 1.21 gigawatts and splatters all <laughs> over you. Uh, so, we, you know, we have great gifts. But the most important gifts that we have in the gun store, I believe, is the gun safes we don't we don't sell like the liberty gun safes or any of that stuff but we have small gun boxes obviously we have vault tech uh and we have so many other small gun safes we have the little one with the three uh dial digit code on, on it that i really love and this is the most important thing other than getting people a copy of crime proof and uh john petrolino's book decoding firearms which is great stocking stuffers you really should be looking at what you have to secure your firearm or friends or family if you introduce somebody to shooting and they went through the process and they got a gun a great question to say is what did you get to lock your gun up what did you get to store your gun mm -hmm. and uh you know that's a great way to find out i mean are the small safe that we sell starts at forty dollars and then obviously vault tech and everything else are, are much more expensive options than that. But this is very important. I mean, you can get a cable lock. You could get a trigger lock. Cable locks are free at all your local police departments under Project Child Safe. We even have cable locks at the range that we give away for free. But this is the holiday season. People are going to be coming over. Christmas, Hanukkah, New Year's, birthdays happen. Kids are home from school. Please, everybody, take a look right now as soon as this show ends. Walk through your house and say, is my house safe right now? Am I leaving anything open and for granted? Any knives laying around? Any ammo laying around that's not secured? Yeah. Uh, should I lock it up? Should I go get an ammo can? Should I go to Home Depot and buy a, two, you know, a Homer box for $10 or whatever and, and put a lock on it? What can I do? Again, I'm not talking about your quick access firearm that you're carrying or your nightstand gun. That should, that should be secured somehow, obviously, from, away from minors and unauthorized persons. But what else did you get? You know what I mean? Uh, if you think your kids don't know that you got that shotgun in the back of the closet or that AR-15, <laughs> you're, you're sadly mistaken. Yeah, absolutely. You're living in a fantasy world. Think so back safety, to your childhood. Exactly. Snooping around. Safety, 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 ladies and gentlemen. Please, I can't, I can't stress this enough for our entire community. Uh, you know, the, the media and our political class, they're just waiting with bated breath for that to happen. You know, we had breaking news, Sandy. I just, because I thought that was so, so that we needed to cover that. But Maryland, we just had a federal judge in the fifth district in Maryland that said the entire handgun licensing law and qualification scheme is unconstitutional. It's the Fourth Circuit. I'm sorry. The Fourth Circuit said it. it's unconstitutional and it's totally against the Bruin doctrine. Yeah, absolutely. So 
Glad he agrees. J, Fa- yeah. J Factor and everybody, we all we all agree. Mark Cheeseman, everybody's commented on the New Jersey Firearms Syndicate page. Uh, Dan Schmutter, everybody, all the other dis- federal districts out there are salivating right now because we have so many challenges to the assault weapons ban. I think we have nine right now in the lower courts. We have so many challenges to the magazine ban. I think there's five in the lower courts now. And I think we have three challenges now in the lower courts about the handgun licensing scheme and the training scheme and the waiting permit period scheme. It's all bubbling up. I think everything's going to happen no later than two years, okay? Uh, because this year the court is already taking up cases and everything. But I think no later than two years from now we're going to see all of this post-Bruin cases just bubble up and we're going to get the rulings that we're all waiting for with bated breath. So, you know, we, we it's just unconstitutional what they're doing. More and more background checks to prevent law-abiding citizens from from owning guns. And the same thing with sensitive places. It's all going to get knocked out. Unfortunately, the political class and permanent Washington and permanent state rulings like, you know, um, what's going on with Murphy and Plackin and all of that, they're, they're, they're going to do everything in their power, you know, the executive branch to hold it back. But the judicial branch still overall has our back, and we have the Supreme Court still knock on wood thankfully thankfully for now but it's all coming to a head and everybody needs to be strong you need everybody out there a great great christmas gift if all of your uh if all of your friends and family have guns and they have safes and they've taken training and they've read the proper books they've taken nra classes another great gift to give people is a hey uh, in your name, I bought a membership for ANGRPC, NRA, Firearms Policy Coalition, Second Amendment Foundation, you know, uh, Second Amendment Society, and of course, our New Jersey lo- very local and vocal club, Coalition of New Jersey Firearms Ownership. These are great gifts to give people. You know, send people, hey, Sandy. Jews for the Preservation of Firearms, which which is a branch of Second Amendment Foundation now, Sandy. But yes, you can donate to Jews for the Preservation of Firearms Ownership. We have all of these organizations out there, and we should be donating to these organizations and supporting those organizations. And every organization has its strengths and weaknesses. Rather than criticizing all the organizations, we should be supporting the organizations because they're the ones that are getting these cases before the lower courts, which are going to make their way up to the high court. It's a long game here concealed carry was a long game did we think five years ago we would ever have concealed carry in new jersey no we're upset because we have concealed carry with restrictions and monetary you know uh, uh attachments to it in new jersey right now but we have concealed carry in new jersey yes okay and our assault weapons case is moving and our magazine ban case is moving so keep donating keep supporting those who support you only support businesses that are pro 2A. Only support businesses that want to be pro 2A. A lot of you support gun businesses out there that are not outwardly pro 2A. You need to learn where you're spending your money. If they're not putting themselves out there and speaking up vocally, they really don't deserve your membership or support, to be quite honest Absolutely, with you. Absolutely, yeah. All right. Uh, do you have anything else, Sandy? I do. And I'll add one more organization to the list uh, for all you doctors out there, and I know who oh, you yes. are. Uh, Doctors for Responsible Gun Ownership, DRGO, is a great organization for you to belong to in addition to all those other 2A groups. And like Anthony says, it's, the, it's all about the numbers. Don't, don't think for a moment that the politicians do not check to see how many gun owners there are before they make a decision. They stick their finger to the breeze and if we're included in that breeze, they're going to maybe change their minds. That's about the only thing that's going to do it. Yeah, one more thing, Sandy. Doctors for Responsible Gun Owners, if you go on their website, they have a form that you respond to doctors when doctors are asking, you know, if you have guns in the house mm. or something like that. Excellent point. They have a questionnaire that turns it back onto the doctors. Yep. Does their malpractice insurance 
cover them for asking this question? Is this their area of expertise, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera? It is, let me tell you something, it is brilliant. DRGO.com or .org, right? Doctors for Responsible Gun Ownership. Dr. John Adine is the man, by the way. I just want to thank everybody out there for the, in the two-way community. Again, my condolences to the Weston family, yes. uh, to Jim and his daughter, Shannon. And, uh, you know, uh, whatever we can do with the help. I know Tony Arena set up a GoFundMe page. We sent flowers uh, from the Gunfire family. Uh, and uh, she was a big animal lover, by the way, Sandy. Her charity was the Wayne Animal Shelter, by oh, the way. Wow. That tells you everything you need to know about um, his wife. Yeah. Uh, that she was a huge animal shelter uh, donor so and volunteer. So. Uh, God bless. Life is short. Treat every day like an unwrapped gift, gift, ladies and gentlemen. I can't stress that enough. And uh, support those who support you because uh, they're coming for us harder and stronger in 2024. A perfect Thanksgiving message. Thank you, Thank you, everybody. And apologies for the uh, uh, quality of the connection on uh, Anthony's side. The Marriott's not known for their high-quality connection, so if there's a little pixelation there, that's what it is. Uh, you go <clears throat> bitches. <laughs> well, looks like you've done it again. You've wasted yet another perfectly good hour listening to Gun for Hire and on a holiday weekend to boot. Gun for Hire Radio is a kind of thick media production. The music used in this broadcast was managed by Cosmo Music, New York, New York. On behalf of our show host, master trainer, Anthony Calandro, author of Crime Proof, Think Like a Criminal and Beat Them at Their Own Game, with lessons in it like today, which is just a sliver of what's in the book, uh, would make Sun Tzu proud. We love you guys. Uh, he did mention it once, but it is available at the Gun Shop Bookshop Gun Range, known as Gun for Hire, along with a lot of the great books he has talked about, which are great Christmas gifts for those people you care about and keep them off the gift list for those you don't give a crap about. Well, we love you guys from the shadows of the New York City skyline. God willing, Jesus tarries and the batteries hold out. We will see you again next week.